Well, welcome to another edition of Bolton in all thanks to Palmer Bet. And the racing has already been magnificent uh, this spring, and it is starting to really hot up. We've got some cracking racing this weekend. The Amps, some handicap, of course, the Metropolitan. It is going to be a ripper. Friday night at Mooney Valley, the Moya Stakes. Uh, it is going to be a wonderful weekend, that is for sure. And it's AFL and NRL Grand Final weekends as well, which is even better. But it doesn't phase these two guys because uh, all the way from Copenhagen, we've got Shane Anderson. Shane, how are you, buddy? Matty, good to be with you once again and super excited by this weekend, as you've outlined. So much great sporting action. But as I touched on at the start of our coverage for this spring, this is one of the fork-in-the-road weekends for mine uh, where you really see which horses are on track for some of the bigger features. So I'm super excited. Can't wait. Uh, going to be fantastic. And you're actually heading to the ARC uh, uh, on Sunday, mate. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, one of the world's great races, the Arc de Triomphe at uh, Longchamp on Sunday. So I'll do my best to represent Australia boldly <laughs> and proudly and hopefully find a few winners on the big day. Representing Palmer Bet, of course, mate, I hope, uh, which is fantastic. And, uh, well, Ads McGrath, all the way from Las Vegas, mate. You were in Brazil last week. Now you're back, big fella. How are you? Yeah, good, Matty. Just uh, getting over a little bit of jet lag. But uh, as Shane said, very exciting weekend. And uh, I know we've got a couple of short class favourites, but there's a couple where the field is as open as you want. So looking forward to finding uh, hopefully a couple of winners at prices like uh, Shane was able to last week. Oh, mate, absolutely magnificent, Nick. Both you boys, don't worry about that. If you want the winners, you've got to tune into Bolton in each and every week and uh, download that Palmer Bet app. Get involved. It's really simple to navigate through. They've always got some wonderful uh, op- opportunities and offers in there as well. Hey, listen, let's recap last week, boys. Uh, Militarised was absolutely magnificent, the Golden Rose, and it was a, a magical ride by the magic man, Jay Marrera. Oh, yeah, fitting that he won the uh, the big group one when uh, Adam was in Brazil doing the uh, the samba <laughs> there. Uh, the Brazilian whiz. No, it was a beautiful ride of militarised. And how good is he as a cult? I mean, as we head towards the Caulfield Guineas and possibly even uh, maybe a Cox Plate or something like that later in the spring, he was a proven elite-level two-year-old. He's come back. He's proven himself again at three. And Adam, I just loved the development. Uh, I thought he was terrific. He showed great acceleration, great fight. He's progressed physically. He looks good. And this son of Dundee has got so much more to offer, I think. Yeah, as you mentioned, certainly has matured, no doubt about that. Uh, we saw that the capabilities last preparation, but the way this horse has been able to let down, and especially for, uh, drawing a gate, just getting that little bit more of an economical run compared to that first up run where they'll push back and have to go wide. So huge performance. Uh, looking forward to seeing, as you said, where this horse goes up. And there's some big races they could definitely uh, head towards, and I think that'd be a serious threat if they do go there. Guys, I just want to, like the last 100, you, you kind of thought, you know, this horse is going to just run a nice second or third here. But just the way that uh, he savages the line, uh, it, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? And that's the sign of a good horse for mine. I remember, I just want to reflect for a moment, because I remember interviewing some leading jockeys about Joe Marrera back in the day. Remember when Joe first left Brazil and he was based in Singapore? He won a few premierships over there and, he, and then he went to Hong Kong and, and sort of built that massive profile. I remember interviewing jockeys like Michael Rod, um, Danny Beasley. I think Glenn Boss was one of them as well. And they all talked about Joe Marrera's ability to get a, a horse to really extend and accelerate in the last bit of the race. His riding style, he can get a horse to change their leg really economically and he maintains balance. Like they're all in awe of his ability to do that. And you actually see that so often in these tight finishes where his balance 
is really superb, particularly if he's got to change direction on, on a horse. He's phenomenal, and I thought his ride was simply outstanding. Yes, he drew a good barrier to give the Colt every chance in the run. He got that, but he also had to extricate himself clear and, and get the result. Amazing rider, but a really, really pretty special Colt, I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the way he can keep progressing. Uh, absolutely magnificent. You summed that up beautifully well. And talking about uh, good rides, uh, Alligator Blood takes out the Underwood, but I, I reckon Tuvalu, Jamie Carr's first sit on uh, Tuvalu, could not have done any more. Uh, and at the 200, you kind of thought, hang on, I'm going to go straight past here. But uh, the champ prevailed again, Alligator Blood. And Adam McGrath, what a wonderful racehorse he's been, Alligator Blood. Yeah, what a story it's been, wasn't it? It's such a promising early horse. Then we thought we might have seen the end of it. We know the owner drew troubles. We saw it racing in different states. Now we're just appreciating how good this horse is going. And Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott have done a great job. It was great to see Ollie get that group one when we started our preview. We said we hope we see him get a couple more, at least one. He's ticked that off early now. So that uh, farewell tour can continue. But... What I love with this race is all of the possibilities that it opened up. As you said, Tuvalu was huge. Jamie Carr gets to sit on it. They'll be better next time, especially from a gate as well. Dewis was back to the form that we know it's capable of. Love the rider Solcombe. That was uh, my value horse in there. Without a fight, attacked the line strongly. So there was a lot to take from that race as well as the winner that I thought uh, really did just excite you for the spring. Jano? Yeah, I, I love the performance of Alligator Blood. Uh, now, you know, a rare dual Underwood winner. Um, he's running the week before in the Maccabi Diva, as we touched on last week, was very good. So he, he was the one to beat, and they couldn't beat him. Um, did he do enough for me to think that he's, you know, a legitimate Cox Plate contender? I think, like what we saw last year, he's probably that top four, top five. Do I think he's, he's the one that can win the race? I'm not sure. But I just genuinely like the horse, uh, and it was great to see him do that. And as Adam said, Damien Oliver now 129 Group 1 wins. I love the fact Jamie Carr looks to be back in the zone after all of that sort of physical challenge that she faced after the horrific fall at the start of the Autumn Carnival earlier this year. So and she's got some great rides coming up this weekend, so it was good to see her back in form. So many good runs in behind, so many good runs in some of the other races at Caulfield last weekend. So I think that's a really significant uh, form reference meeting for, for the rest of the spring. I think we'll be able to look back on that meeting with confidence and say the performances were genuinely good. Uh, I think Caulfield, since its renovation work, has really showed that it is a phenomenal race course and a, a very, very good race course to bet at. So you can bet with confidence there. Um, yeah, Great racing last weekend. It really has wet the appetite for, for what's coming up. Oh, absolutely. It has. And uh, what about Stepardi, too, for Paul Prushka? Uh, Johnny Allen, we know the story. Dean Yendel hurt his shoulder. He's, he's just come back, so he's missed the last couple of rides. Uh, I had the uh, the pleasure of uh, talking to Johnny Allen and Rick McIntosh earlier on during the week, and uh, Johnny did say that uh, this horse has got some serious gears and he still reckons there's a little bit under the bonnet. So that is a big tick from a bloke like Johnny Allen, who I reckon is one of the best uh, judges in the game, boys. It was a big win, wasn't it? Paul Pushke, we always mention he's got one horse that uh, always just jumps up and this horse continues to uh, go on its merry way. It was just a, a narrow win, but as you said, Johnny Allen's such a good job and uh, I know the owners, they look pretty excited. They're in for a big spring as well. Yeah, he's a very, very good colt, this one. Um, I doubted him a little bit last weekend. I just stupidly thought 1,400 metres may not be where I wanted to see him. I thought he'd just be a really, really outstanding sprinter at 1,200 metres. Proved me wrong. Glad to see that. And good luck to all the connections. A couple of runs in behind. V8, not sure. He was okay. Uh, you know, we've been talking him up as a potential Caulfield Guineas colt. 
Uh, I'd love to see him come on from that because he's he's pretty good. But yeah, I'll credit the winner. He's he's a really really good horse. Great name, building a, a sort of a bit of a cult following, and as you, as you mentioned, a uh, big group of owners are having the time of their life with him. Yeah, five from five, unbelievable. Hey, listen, let's have a look at the feature races this weekend. Starting off at Mooney Valley on Friday night over the 1,000 metres at Tamoya Stakes. Imperatrice is our favourite from uh, the New Zealand Warrior, of course, at $1.75. Uncommon James at $6. bucks. Asfura at $6. Rothfire at $7.50. Zustold $19. Generation 31. Ackerman Chula at $31. And the Inferno at $41. I'll be interested to get your take on here, boys, because I just reckon the Everest has dropped off a little bit over the last uh, couple of weeks with horses like Giga Kick and that uh, pulling out. Um, obviously, we know that uh, Imperatrice isn't going to go that way, but some of these other horses, if they can put a run in on Friday night, uh, might end up with a slot at a McGrath. Yes, certainly. As you said, there's uh, there's room for a horse if they want to put their hand up to run in there. So it will be an interesting race come uh, Friday night. But uh, I know we've used the M word a couple of times already. Well, you two have. Uh, I'm yet to pull it out. But uh, I tell you what, we're pretty close to bringing it out already with this runner on the weekend. They're going to have to do something special to turn this around Uh the way that she's been able to win, uh, already 14 wins from uh, 20 races. She's nine from 10 on a dry track. She'll get that here. Two from two at this one. The William Reed was brilliant. The McEwen was even better. 56 and a half. She's got a great gate. Good luck getting past her in this. So uh, for mine, she's just a standout when it comes around with that. I, probably, I don't really have a value bet in the race. If something's going to beat it or, or something occurs, maybe Asfura, who's another horse on the up, seven wins from the 12 starts, five-year-old mare, Good in the heath and uh, good at the distance as well. But uh, I think we'll be watching Imperatives very closely and just watching her class as she wins another race. Dana, I'll be nice to get your thoughts. And, and that's a really good push. And I, I'm with you, Ads. But I saw some work during the week uh, and I wasn't overly blown away um, with a little bit of a, a track gallop around the valley. Yeah, it's always... Uh tough when you're trying to you know determine where some of these horses are at this you know that level of their preparation um a thing that i've sort of learned over the years is particularly when you're not always keeping a close eye on these horses with their track gallops um quite often you want to take the vibe more from the stable and the, the language coming yeah. from the stable and um the tiako team and, and mark walker and everyone attached to this mare seemingly a very happy quite bullish so uh i thought look i mean let's just be real about it her first up win was breathtaking was utterly dominant course record breaking performance she destroyed that field uh you could make a case that is this field is you know no stronger uh, if anything it's a little bit weaker because giga kick's not there yeah she's very tight at a dollar 75 uh, with the team at palmer bet but the right favorite probably the right winner uh, I think she'll win. Um, am I going to back her? Probably not at that price. Although, as Adam said, I don't think she's almost the M word. Uh, she's a clear mm. top selection for mine. The one who does create a little bit of interest for me, though, is Rothfire from Barrier Number One for a couple of reasons. I thought he was very good behind um, the Imperatrice first up in the McEwen. Lost no admirers. He's very good at the Valley. From Barrier Number One, he just bounces out of the gate, and I think he'll probably take a straight hold because I'm anticipating that um, Zoo Style will probably be the one from gate three that comes across and leads. So you'd expect Rothfire to be bang on the heels of, of Zoo Style and, you know, trying to bullet his way out at the top of the straight. And if that's the case, he's going to be right at the finish because his form shows that, you know, his level will put him right at the finish. So he gets a soft run from barrier number one. I think he's dangerous at $7.50. So if you're more inclined maybe to look for something at a bigger price than the short price favourite, maybe Rothfire could be the one. 
but very keen. I think I think she'll win in Peritres, but uh, Rothfire is the value to me. Looks the danger. Beautifully done, boys. I'm with the uh, the mighty mayor to uh, cause a little bit of a, a mini upset in, in Asfura. Uh, love the horse. Uh, worked a couple of meetings in the country when uh, when she blew him away. Uh, and uh, I reckon this horse has, uh, has got a heap of ability. Got the good barrier draw too, I reckon, which might just sit right on the speed and might prove too good. Ebb, some handicap, uh, of course, uh, Group 1 uh, at Ramwick over the 1,600 metres uh, on Saturday. Rose Hill it is. It's uh, actually not Ramwick. Um, it is. Isn't it? Where? It's, it's uh, for this weekend. Ramwick, Ramwick, yeah. Sorry, I had yep. for some reason I had in my head. I think I'm looking at today's form. Yeah, right? today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Threw me off. Hey, uh, listen, uh, it's over the 1600 meters. A really, really open race, open field. Hoping the heart is our favourite at seven dollars. The inevitable at eight dollars. Kovalika at eight fifty. Converge at twelve bucks. Nugget at twelve bucks. Uh, Redina at twelve dollars. Pounding at thirteen dollars. And Democracy Manifest. I uh, love that name. At sixteen dollars. It is a really, really open. Epsom handicap. Shane Anderson, can you give us any push, any lead here? Because it's nearly a field job in the quaddy for mine. Yeah, I love this race. Every year, I love the Epsom. Uh, and every year I go in supremely confident. And just to keep that theatre rolling, I'm going in supremely confident. Jeez, There's this two horses like I like. To hear. This is good. Well, this is good. No, but I just, I just think uh, I've said this numerous times on this coverage and, and on previous shows I've been involved in uh, back at Racy.com and RSN. Like big handicap racing for mine. Then it's my favourite betting opportunity because you you get to really use your your nous and your uh, yeah. assessments based on where you think a horse is and if the the weight is right and so on. I just love them and you usually get some good markets, like, you know, a, a big, thick market that you can sort of uh, throw yourself into. And we've got that with the Epsom. I mean, it's a wide-open affair, as you touched on. But two horses really stand out for me. They're number 10, Kovalika, which I'm putting as my best, and the value is number 12, Pounding. So I'll start with Kovalika. The magic man, Joe Marrera, takes a ride for Chris Waller. So much to like about this uh, this uh, four-year-old. He was very good during the Autumn Carnival leading into the winter. Of course, he won a Queensland Derby. He won a Queensland Guinea, so he's proven at the mile. Did more than enough when resuming in the Theo Marks at Rose Hill back on September 9, over 1,300 metres. He was well off the pace, but worked home quite strongly to finish fourth. The key for that, he then stepped out in a trial at Rose Hill this week on Monday over 1,050 metres. Yep. He was slow out, back off the pace. He absolutely hooned home. He was working through the field and 50 metres after the line. He was well in front of his rivals. Uh, unbeaten second up, unbeaten in three starts over 1,600 metres, and he also dropped significantly in weight. He's dropping four kilos from what he was carrying last start. At $8.50, I think he's a fantastic bet. He's my best. And as I mentioned, pounding, number 12, Jamie Carr for Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman. $13, third up. He's trekking the path that uh, Hartnell used, the Lawrence into the Fian, into the Epsom. I'm not saying he's good as Hartnell, but what I've liked about is his runs, this campaign. He was beaten two and a half lengths in the Lawrence, beaten less than a length and a half in the uh, Fian. Midfield runs both, working home quite well. I'm expecting similar tactics here. He's another one who gets good weight relief. He's got good stats at the distance. I think he's a terrific each-way chance at $13. So I'm looking at Kovalik as my best, $8.50, pounding my each-way value at $13. Can't wait for this race. Yeah, Ripper, mate. Ads, what about you, buddy? Well, I didn't think with 22 horses and the field at $8, oh. we'd have the same bets, but I've got the exact wow. same. So my best bet is Kovalika for the exact same reason Shane said. Thought the run was Brilliant. huge, liked the trial, love it at the distance. Uh, there's just no reasons to knock this horse at all. Uh, 
as I said, Shane said it all perfectly. And then I really think pounding can give this race a big scare. I wish it hadn't drawn 13. The barriers hurt this horse. The last few, 14, 10, 12, 8, 8, 7, and now 13. But when you go through its form, beaten three lengths by Mr. Brightside, this is always 59 kilos too, beaten three lengths by Mr. Brightside in the All-Star Mile, beat one and a half by Cascadian, who was absolutely airborne at that time in the Australian Cup, then returned, beaten two and a half by Mr. Brightside. That form tied in again with Alligator Blood last weekend, and then beaten 1.3 by Pinstriped in the Fians. So yeah. I love Jamie Carr being in the saddle. I love that it goes down from 59, which has had the last five, to 54. I think it can be winning the race as well. So it's my value play. So there's that same as Shane Co, Belika and Pounding, the two that I'll be looking at in the Epsom. That is unbelievable. Two of the best <laughs> in the business have come up with the same two selections. So I think that means you've got to double down on whatever you're thinking about. Uh, just uh, double your bets uh, on the weekend because uh, these two boys are all over it. Right, let's move along. I'll tell you, Matty, Matty, just one point on that. We both yep. talked about how they're both getting good weight relief. I think with the weight of expectation from Adam and myself <laughs> on both of them now, it's probably, probably levelled it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's move along to the flight stakes. Uh, it is over the 1,600 metres. Saturday, of course, as well. And uh, the favourite here, Tis Invincible from the Kiramar David Eustace Stable. Looking for four on the trot, $2.35. Kamochi at $5.50. Tropical Squall at $6.50. Molly Nickers at $9.50. Unique Ambition at $9.50. French Endeavour at $13. Tuta La Vida at $13. And Summer Long at $34. Ads, I'll come back to you here for the flight stakes. Do you reckon the fave gets the job done here, mate? Look, it, it deserves to be the favourite. And I definitely don't knock all it at all. Cheering for I'll be cheering for young Zachy Lloyd. I'm a big fan of his. I think he deserves this opportunity. But it is going to be tough from Barrier 13, Group 1 pressure. Uh, as I said, deserves to be your favourite. But again, because we've got such short favourites in a couple of the other races, I was happy to go a little bit of value here. I think Jamie Carr can have a huge day. Shane sort of alluded to it at the start of the program. Uh, I like Molly Nickers in this race. I think with Barrier 1, Jamie Carr in the saddle, I think they can settle that little bit closer. And you just know that she's going to get this horse to relax so well. I thought the Ignite win was so impressive. That horse got bumped around a little bit, got stuck behind traffic. She moved it out. It still looked green. She barely touched it and it picked up so quick. So I think going out to uh, the 1,600 metres, it's run the fastest last 200 in every event so far. I think the uh, $9 that's sort of up for grabs at the moment is a very nice price. So Molly Nickers will be my best bet in the race. And then my value bet will be uh, Tuta La Vita with uh, Joey Marrera in the saddle. Thought the run the other day in the Teat Rose was huge, ran the fastest four to 200 and then the second fastest this last 200 finally draws a gate. We'll go from barrier three. 1,600 metres with suit. There should be good speed in the race. And you're getting around that $13, $14 at the moment as well. So looking for a little bit of value here and hoping that Jamie Carr can continue a very big day. Jano? Yeah, look forward to this race because I've got a big uh, – I'm a big fan of Tis Invincible, uh, worthy favourite. I do think she'll drift. Um I think she might actually get out to a bettable price right now, or backable price, probably should say. Right now, $2.35 is a little light for me. But history shows, look, I'm not convinced she's a, a proper miler. I'm not convinced long-term it's going to be her best distance. I think 1,200, 1,400 metres is exactly where she'll want to be. But quite often, particularly in the early stages of these campaigns, the class fillies can get away with getting up to a mile and, and winning races like that when they're not truly special at the distance. So my gut is that she'll drift, uh, we might get out to sort of $2.80, hopefully $3 by the time we get to the jump. 
because the outside barrier probably is going to be a question mark for her. Hopefully she can get cover in the run. But just looking at her performances, the Rosebud, the Furious, the T-Rose, they've all been very, very good, outstanding runs all the way through. And she's proven herself the dominant filly so far of the spring. I'm happy to have her on top. The value for mine is the 12 unique ambition, John Sargent, James McDonald, drawn out in barrier 12. And I think that's interesting because McDonald in 12, uh, Zach Lloyd in 13 on the favourite. Wouldn't surprise me if McDonald tries to hold a line there for a bit to keep the favourite working in the early stages. But I think unique ambition, daughter of Tavistock, she really does look well suited getting to the mile. She had no luck at all in the T-Rose stakes. If you want a horror watch, go back and watch the replay of that race. She was at a big price, $26. She was held up basically for the last 600 metres of the run. The stewards' report is quite telling. The visual of the race is quite telling. James McDonald goes on. I think at $9.50, $10, she's a really good each-way bet in the race. But, you know, she's invincible, worthy favourite. She's the one to beat. But I think unique ambition as the value could be the one to do it. I'm with you, Ads. Molly Nickers for mine. I reckon Jamie Carr's going to have a day out. Let's go to the Metropolitan. Uh, it is over the 2,400 metres, race nine, Randwick on Saturday afternoon. Shorty here is our favourite, all thanks to Palmer Bet. Just fine. $1.50 from the Gay Woodhouse, Adrian Bott team. Mr. Waterville at $11. Uh, Richie Benno at $15. Major Beal at $16. Bucks. Calipore at $21. Al Abir at $21. Cleveland, $23. And Boyce D'Argent at uh, $34. Are we with the favourite, Shano? Yeah, we are. Um, just fine. Uh, official rating of 105. Second highest rated runner in the race. He's on the minimum weight. He's the best weighted runner probably anywhere racing in Australia on uh, the weekend. He's gone to a whole new level since he's arrived from Europe to Australia. Great at 1,600 metres, even better at 2,000 metres in the Kingston town. Look, he's had three runs at a mile and a half, 2,400 metres in Europe, in the UK. He placed at York. He was midfield on two occasions at Ascot, but I don't think he was really tested properly in, in these sort of races. I just think the weight drop, it's a massive push for him. He's drawn beautifully, barrier number two. He'll control the race. And I think Rachel King can get a group one for uh, Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bott. So I think Just Fine is the worthy favourite. He's short, $1.50. It's very tight, but I think they're all going to have to go to a whole new level to beat him. Look, my value in the race is Benno, drawn well. He's a $15, John O'Shea and Jamie Carr. Again, a good barrier. He's had a long preparation. I think he's been up since Methuselah was a boy. Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know Methuselah, it's a biblical reference. I'll, I'll be quiet from now on. But uh, at $15, I think at the each way, uh, he's uh, uh, just overs at the moment. So just fine, clear top pick. The value perhaps, Benno. Looking forward to the race. Ads? Exact same. Uh, just fine <laughs> is on top. I, I really agree with what Shane said, though, and I've got it written in capital letters here. $1.50 is short. Like, this horse deserves to be your favourite. It does have the light weight. It's ticking all the boxes, but I don't think it's a $1.50 horse. So I would like to see it be drifting out. Um, look, two wins have been great. I do a little bit of work for my racehorse still, so I'll be cheering for them as well. It'll be a great initiative if they can get a group one with all these owners that get the opportunity to be in with the syndication that they're doing. So, Tell you what, we've seen some of the uh, AFL finals have the uh, roof and everything bouncing around. With the amount of owners here, if they win a group one, it could be pretty exciting out there on course. And like Shane said, I just think that the price difference should be a lot closer with Benno. I thought it was a good run. Uh, Jamie Carr in the saddle. It was, I mean, it was a class one winner, four starts go, listed winner, two starts back. Barrier one again for Jamie Carr. She's got a couple of nice draws where she can just really let these horses relax and we know what she's like. And I think what Shane said, and I sort of alluded to in that first program, I wanted to see her get back to being the jockey that we know she is. And I think she's there now. She's starting to show these signs. So this is a really good opportunity for her with uh, a couple of the horses that we've talked about. So just find your deserving favourite. I wouldn't be touching $1.50. Benno, the value, and should be a little bit closer in the market.
Beautifully done. Now, listen, for our Palmer Bet followers, what else have we got around the country uh, over the weekend? I'm going to come back to you first, Shane. Yeah, a couple of things. I think make sure you watch the stock stakes and the start stakes at the Valley on Friday. Amelia's jewels at $1.35. She's too short to be really interested in for this, but... As a Cox Plate prospect, you want to see you're doing yeah. something special. The start stakes, a good form reference for the Caulfield Guineas. I am having a bet, Ramwick in the Dulcify Race 5 on Saturday. There's a colt called Ravello, number eight, Tommy Berry for John O'Shea. I think it'll be around that $12 to $14 mark. First up, really solid win at Kembla Grange over 1,400 metres. Second up now at a mile in the Dulcify. Drawn out for Tommy Berry, but I don't mind that. I like him. I think he's a potential spring champion and possibly a derby colt for later in the spring. So I think he's going to run a big race. So Ravello in the Dulcify each way at around that $12 to $14 mark. Ads, what about you, buddy? So you want to be taking the $1.35 out of Melia's jewel before I take the $1.50 about just fine. But no, I won't be diving <laughs> in. Uh, like Shane said, I'll just be watching, just making sure she gets around, does everything right and handles the track. She's got a lot bigger plans at this preparation as well. But for mine, and uh, I'm sure a lot of the Palmer bet and people around Australia is going to like it, uh, final race at Belmont. W Pike should be getting the job done on Triple J. It's number five. Prices aren't out yet. I'm hoping it's not too short. He had about four choices in that race. So I think it'd be more of an even field. But this is a horse I threw out a little bit last preparation. Just didn't handle the soft track. It's going to be sunny in Perth. They should be ready to go. So Pikey to get the job done in the last at Belmont. Oh, everyone loves Pikey in the last at Belmont, especially <laughs> on AFL Grand Final Day too. They'll be all charged up by that time. Uh, adds that is for sure. Hey, uh, Maddie's must have uh, race three at Ramwick Horse number eleven on Saturday. First started from the Kiramart David used to scampy. Uh, Colin McKenna colours. Uh, I ran into Colin uh, a couple of weeks ago. This horse trialed up last week. Fast of the day. It's about uh, even money. Uh, and I reckon just put that in your multiples, and you might double up on other things that you like. It's as simple as that. But I reckon Scampy will be very, very hard to beat in that race. Always a little bit unknown when you've got a couple of, uh, a lot of first starters in there. But uh, gee whiz, it trialed up soup. I don't know whether you've seen that one, boys. Did you see that? Yeah, the trials um, for a lot of these trials have been impressive, but I agree with you. I think Scampy looks one that is towards the top of the tree from what we've seen thus far. But uh, the Breeders' Plate and also the, the Jim Crack this weekend at Ramwick. First two-year-old races of the season. It's enough to get you pretty excited about what's to come. Absolutely. Hey, listen, download that Palmer Bed app. It is really simple, great app, easy app to navigate. And uh, always, as we say, gamble responsibly and think about what you're actually really gambling with. Boys, wonderful weekend. Uh, look for, mate, good luck for you heading to the Arc de Triomphe. That is going to be absolutely magnificent, Shana. You have a wonderful weekend, mate. And I'm loving, I'm loving the new hairdo. Looking sensational. Yeah, well, you know, trying to keep young and fresh just so I can uh, measure up to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the, uh, look at that. Same guys. barber. Yeah, same barber, you blokes. And uh, I reckon he's been to the dentist too, Shano. He's got those beautiful, lovely curly whites. They are looking sensational. <laughs> Loving it. Hey, have a great weekend, boys. Look forward to catching up next week. See you, Jen. See you, guys. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.